Blog Talk Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Abundant Solutions Hour. Our goal is to help others be more, do more, and have more. I'm your host, Gregory Turner. And I'm your co-host, Brian J. Henderson. Brian. Yes, sir. How's everything going on your end? Woo! You know, I had a, a long day. I had an awesome day. Today at, at work, we did the Martin Luther King program. Hmm. And it lines right up with what we're going to talk about tonight. Ah. Opportunity. How many of us are really ready for the things that we say we want? Are we prepared? Do we know what steps to take? Are we afraid to step out on faith? Hmm. Can, you know, you relate, can you relate to that, Brian? Oh, absolutely. You know, I mean, in my everyday walk, I, I talk to people all the time who, you know, they're afraid of opening that door. Mm-hmm. Or they're afraid what's behind the door. Mm-hmm. You know, and I always said that fear is, you know, struggling with the unknown. And so a lot of people are afraid to go through that door because it's relatively unknown what's behind it. Mm-hmm. But you won't know what's behind it until you open it and go through it. And, Brian, you know, it's so many of us, so many of us made these New Year resolutions. We say that we're going to do this. We're going to step out. We need this energy. But, Brian, when we get out there and we start trying it, the first door that's closed in our face, what's the first thing that we do? We stop. Then we give up. <laughs> We're so afraid to continue pushing on and and getting to that goal that we set. Yeah, yeah. So many of us, we say it all the time. I need this person to help me do this. I need this person to do. You really need all those people to help you do what you were born to do. Hmm. A lot of times you don't because God gave it to you. He didn't give it to them. He'll give you people, he'll put people in your path that will help you. But a lot of times, Brian, the people that we associate with, they don't think on the same level as we do. So why do we have these people around us? You know, it's, I think we're just comfortable with just being in that one little spot, not having to really step out. You know, a lot of people say, you got to step out on faith, you got to step out on faith. Well, you know, you got to step out on faith, and that's, you know, that's true. But also, you have to step out with knowledge. And a lot of people aren't ready to get that knowledge. They're, they're sometimes they're afraid to go get it. You know, sometimes they're just, they're just not ready. Mm-hmm. You know, and what do you do? You know, how do you, how do you try to, how do you tell somebody to get ready when they're just not ready? How many people do you know, Brian, they think that their dream is just going to fall in their lap one day and it is done? Hmm. <laughs> I can't open the door for Brian. Brian can't open the door for me. When, I, when my opportunity comes for me, I have to be ready. I have, And, you know, you have to be in that mode of expectancy. You, have, you always have to expect that great thing to happen right now. Right. But if you're not prepared, you won't see it when it comes. Yeah, I, I totally agree. And and not only will you not be prepared, you also will cause people who were helping you to get prepared 
to be deterred because they'll say, man, I helped this person get this far or I did this for that person and look what they did. Look what they messed it up. They squandered it. They, you know, they didn't get what they were supposed to do. You know, they weren't, they didn't do what they were supposed to do. Yeah, so you're saying the person needs to take responsibility of the actions of the dream that they were given. Oh, absolutely. Hmm. Brian, tonight we have a extraordinary, powerful woman on the show tonight. And you heard her speak last time she was on here. Oh, yeah. I had several people asking me, when are you going to have the lady on from Texas? When are you going to have her back on? Because I was so empowered just listening to her speak, I could feel her energy coming through the computer. <laughs> <laughs> and I say, yes, that's her. But tonight, Brian, we have tonight, tonight's title of the show is You Can Answer the Door. You can answer the door. Opportunity is going to knock. It knocks for all of us. But, Brian, all of us don't always answer the door. Do you think it's because that sometimes we're just afraid to answer that door? Of course. You know, afraid. And I've said that before, but, yes. I mean, it's it's really, I don't even, you know, sometimes I don't even think it's fear. I just think it's just, I'll just flat out say it. Sometimes I just think it's ignorance where we just, we just don't know. I think it's a lack of knowledge. Okay, that's a better way to say it. <laughs> yeah, that's a better way to say it. Mrs. Stewart, are you here? Yes, I am. Hi, Eve Stewart, best-selling author. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Welcome again. To and the and I say hour. she's a wonderful motivational speaker as well. She may not want that title, but uh, we're going to have to give that to her, Brian, because there's so much energy in her, and she oh, yeah. has so much to tell people that will definitely help them. And, and I just appreciate, and we thank you so much for coming back on, Ms. Stewart. Oh, I appreciate you guys for having me on this evening. Thank you. Yes, yeah. you heard Brian and I talking a few minutes ago. We were, we, you know, we were talking about how people won't step up to the plate when that when that knock is at the door and they won't open it. Why do you think that is? I think it's because we're instilled at a very early age, which you know is kind of sad at times. But we're usually instilled at a very early age to not step out, that we just need to follow the norm and, and things will happen this way. And if you abide by this, it will happen this way. But what I quickly realized is if you notice, the individuals who are truly successful and are living the life that they want are those individuals that go against the norm. They're the individuals that say, okay, you're telling me to stay in a straight line, but what if I go this route? And it's because they venture out and understand that they have the skills and talents and knowledge within themselves because these are God-given skills and talents. They use it to the best of their ability, and that's why they're ranked at the top one half of one percent money earners in the world. And I don't say that to just focus in on money, but I say that to impress upon you that now they're in a position where they're creating their lifestyle because they chose to create a path for themselves instead of being written into someone else's path. Mm-hmm. Wow, I wasn't Brian, ready for all that. We, we can stop the show right now. <laughs> we can stop right now, Greg. We can we can stop it right now. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but it's interesting enough. You talked about writing someone else's, you know, or or being in someone else's path. You know, for so long we've been taught that you you grow up, you get a good education, so you can get a good job, so you can work for a long time, so that you can eventually retire earn a pension, get Social Security, 
and, you know, relax for the rest of your life. But more often than not, that has not been the case or the truth. So tell us, what do you think living the life or what do you what would you tell someone that was in school, you know, about, you know, whether I should go to college or what whether I should go get a job or what have you? Well, one thing I can say is, just like you, I heard that same story. From a very early age, my parents instilled in me that I need to go to school, get good grades so I can come out and get that quote-unquote good job. And we all know what a good job is. It's one with benefits. And I remember when I went to college, you know, I had this vision. I said, yeah, by the time I graduate from college, I'm going to make six figures. Sophomore year, I was like, okay, I'll take 80. Junior year, I was like, I'll take 50. By the time I graduated, I realized, please, someone just pick up my resume and give me a chance. And what I started to realize is when I got that job, it was not a good job, good lifestyle. As a matter of fact, for me, it was a living nightmare. Because I started to see people just continuously get up every single morning, fight traffic to go to work, to fight with their boss, to fight with people who they work with, to come back home and fight with their family because they're not being able to spend time with them. So I started to realize that, you know, this dream that people keep telling me of having a lifestyle, think about it. Retirement used to be 60 62, 65, now 67, now they're talking about making it 70. Many of us don't even want to work to 50, let alone work to 70 years of age. And when you take a look at what's taking place in society, we're paying into Social Security, but it's not going to be around much longer. How can we depend on family and friends when they can't even depend on themselves? And we definitely can't expect a handout anywhere else. So you have to start wondering. See, because people always say this. They say, you know, have you ever heard the saying, don't put all your eggs in one basket? Yes. You know, we hear that saying all the time, but then when I ask people, you know, what do you do for a living, and they tell me about the job that they have, I tell them, let me tell you something. You do have all your eggs in your one basket because, God forbid, something happens to your quote-unquote good job. See, understand that job was someone else's dream and vision, and you're incorporated into it. What are you going to do that tomorrow, if you happen to get up and you're driving to work at 8 a.m., they decide to tell you that you have to do something else because you are no longer wanted? Where are you going to go? So I always had that fear because I looked at my parents. Here they were. They worked. They made a good way for me and my brother. But I understood that at the same time, take a look at it. Many people retire, and they truly don't retire. They just retired from a career for 20, 30, 40 years to turn around and get a job somewhere else. Why do you think Walmart and McDonald's stay highly packed with individuals in their elderly years? So I share that with people to say, it's all right if someone tells you, you know, this is the route that you want to go. That's fine because they want to kind of keep you on a pace to move forward. But you've got to ask yourself, is this the end-all, be-all for me? What am I going to do differently to allow me to have different results? See, one thing I learned quickly about college, like I tell individuals, yes, I went to college. I got two good degrees, <laughs> even thought about getting my doctorate. But one thing I realized was this. You know, I put my hands on something, it's created a lifestyle for me and my family, and yes, I have two young boys, and yes, I'm going to instill in them to go to college. But the mindset that they're going to have when they go to college is you're not going to college to learn how to put on a brown, black, or blue suit to create someone else's wealth. You're going to college so you can meet individuals to give them the possibility to work for you. We got to start going from that mindset of building someone else's dream and creating our own. Yes. 
Yes, that's so true. And, you know, he's, when you were on, you, you know, when you said you came out of college, you came and you had this job, and you said it was a nightmare situation for you. When opportunity was knocking at your door and it was pulling you away from your job and you finally made up in your mind, this is it, I'm walking away, was that a scary period or a scary moment for, for you? It was mixed emotions. First of all, when opportunity knocked on my door, I opened it with a great smile on my face. <laughs> you see, <laughs> oftentimes people want to judge the messenger opposed to the message. See, I, here I was, I was working, had a government position, you know, had a coworker of mine. We always talked about doing some big things together. We had only known each other for two months. And she just approached me with a simple question and asked me if I kept my business options open. I told her yes, as long as it was not another job. And she told me, I need you to come take a look at something. You know, she gave me the information that I needed at that point in time. And you know why I listened to what she had to say? Was one, my parents always used to tell me, your mind is like a parachute. It has to be open in order for you to use it. Two, I listened to what she had to say because I felt like this. Worst case, even if it was something that I wasn't interested, at least go take a look at what she has in her hand. It may be my blessing. And third, I went out of all due respect that she saw something in me to say, Eve, you deserve more. And a lot of people, when opportunity knocks at the door, they're too busy trying to pre-screen individuals. Like I'll get a lot of people, when I expose them to my opportunity, they say, well, let me go home and pray about it. And I tell them that's fine, but then I also ask, ask them, weren't you praying to get here in the first place? So how much more prayer do you need to put in place to move to action? Mm. Mm. If you're just joining us, you're listening to the Abundant Solutions Hour, and we have on with us tonight author and entrepreneur, Eve Stewart. If you have a comment or a question for her or for any of us, you can call us at 718-508-9600. That's 718-508-9600. You know, Ms. Stewart, I'm already a fan, but, you know, your words are so inspiring and, you know, and powerful. You know, what motivated you to begin your crusade or what you do now? Um, I would say, first of all, my passion is for the development of others. I've always had a passion to want to help other individuals live life to the fullest. And when I took a look at stepping out, I realized that it was two types of fears, the fear of the unknown or the fear of staying in my current situation and living the life that I was straight down that path. And to me, that was much more scary. So I figured, you know, hey, let me step out, let me do something else, because if it doesn't work, I already have skills and talents that would afford me the opportunity to get back in the field that I'm already in. So you have to believe in yourself, because everyone's not going to support you. Everyone's not going to raise you up on this pedestal. Everyone's not going to tell you that you should go for it and make a way. But the only person that should not be wavered in this whole situation should be yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know what? What is? Well, I, I want to ask you this, but at the same time, I know you're going to tell us about this a little bit later. But what are some of the ways that you've created to diversify yourself, as far as your, you know, finances and as far as your uh, current employment? Wow. Well. 
when I first, um, first of all, this shows you how I had to become a student of the game before I can teach. When I started creating wealth, I didn't know what to do with it. I was so scared that I was making money and was having checks. And I'm not talking about checks like $10, $20. Checks with commas coming in, and I was stacking on my desk because I had a fear of cashing these checks and not knowing what to do with it. So I had to surround myself with people who were bringing in money who could tell me how to diversify my income portfolio. I actually picked up a book called Multiple Streams of Income. Mm-hmm. And it talked about, you know, having a business. It talked about looking into real estate. It talked about looking into technology. It talked about this, these various avenues. And I figured if they said you need to have multiple streams of income, that's what I need to do. Hmm. Well, you know what? When you start, I guess when you start in your business and you start living your dream, I think it's very important. And you can tell me if I'm wrong. I think it's very important to change the people that you're hanging around if these people are not like-minded. Absolutely. Absolutely. I have some people that I love them to death. I know some people that you want to know. I know some people you don't need to know. <laughs> you know. But the point is, is, in certain situations, you have to elevate yourself with individuals who are going the same place you want to go. Mm-hmm. My mother used to always tell me, you know, you can't go to the White House with individuals who want to stay in a trailer park. Mm. So you can't have big visions of having your big house and a white picket fence if people are complacent with where they're at. Because understand this, two things are going to happen. You're either going to elevate them to your level or they're going to bring you down to theirs. So you need to ask yourself, where do you want to be? Surround yourself with people who are going somewhere. Surround yourself with people who are movers and shakers. Surround yourself. See, People oftentimes want to get advice from individuals, and everyone wants to give advice, but they're not living it. See, let me tell you this. Let's say, for example, I make $50,000 a year. How can I teach you how to make $51,000 a year? I can't. You know why? Because if I knew how to make $51,000 a year, don't you think I would be earning that? (laughs) Boy, that's good stuff. (laughs) That is good stuff. Well, you know, I, I wanted to I wanted to say this and and and, and I want you to uh, expand on it. When you started out, or when someone starts out and they start walking in their dreams and they and they answer that door when opportunity is knocking, is this true that they can't worry about what people think when they're chasing their dreams as they're doing it? They can't really worry about what the people that they talk, you know, their friends, they can't worry about what those people are saying about them. And what I mean is you're going to have so many people that's going to tell you, what makes you think you can do this? This is not going to work for you. You're leaving your job, your comfortable, cushy job, the benefits and everything, and you have a family. You mean to tell me you're going to walk away? What do you say to the people that are afraid of answering the door, and opportunity is knocking right now, they're afraid to answer the door. What would you say to those people? First of all, I tell individuals, when we take a look at the word fear, all it simply means is false evidence appearing real. All the fear is is self-inflicted upon ourselves. (laughs) You know, we have all these mindsets. Yes, I have mixed emotions. Believe me, I did not wake up one day, say I want to be an entrepreneur, live this life, and all of a sudden it was a bed of roses. 
first of all, we have to understand we are not made on the hilltops. We're made on the valleys. Plenty of individuals told me no. Plenty of individuals tried to steal my dream. But, see, that's what I share with individuals. That's when you know you have something big is when someone's trying to take it away from you. See, right now, if you don't have any goals and dreams and everyone's complacent, that means you're not going anywhere. But start talking about making some moves. Start talking about some big ambitions. Start talking about a new life for you and your family. But more importantly, not talking about it but putting actions with it, all of a sudden things are going to happen. I call it the rubber band effect. You take a look at a rubber band. You have a rubber band and you start to stretch it. Once you stretch it, it can never go back to its original state. And see, right now in life when you're trying to do things, See, if you're like me, <laughs> you know, how many of you have ever started out doing something, had goals, plans, everything was going great, then anything and everything went wrong. <laughs> everything went wrong. Excuse me, went wrong. And you're just sitting here thinking like, oh, my gosh, what's taking place? See, the average person would turn around and tuck their tail and say, you know what, it's just not meant to be. But see, just like that rubber band, it's pulling you. You've got to keep pushing and pushing and pushing because that's the universe coming at you. Because all of a sudden it's saying, oh, my gosh, Eve has a dream. Let's wake up. Let's stop her dream. Oh, all of a sudden Greg has a dream. Let's slow him down. But all of a sudden the universe will realize, you know what, why are we worried about them because so-and-so over here doesn't have a dream. Let's leave her alone. All of a sudden you break that rubber band and everything is your oyster. It happens. It does not matter how much money you make or the lack thereof, life is going to happen. It's not what happens to you, but it's how you handle the situations that come your way. Mm. That's good stuff. That's good stuff. I'm telling you. <laughs> you know, I can remember the first time I said I wanted to be a motivational speaker. And the funny thing about it is, that I had been speaking for probably about four or five years before I actually said, I want to be a motivational speaker. Because it just came natural for me, you know, to talk to people about different subjects. And at the time I was teaching about uh, HIV AIDS prevention. And so, you know, I always said you have to speak those things into existence. And you hear that all the time. But a lot of times you just have to take a look at yourself, just step outside that picture frame and look at the picture and see if you like what, what what's in the frame. Do you agree? True. Absolutely. You know, we all have skills and talents. We probably have people telling us on a continuous basis things that we excel in, but the biggest thing that's holding us back is ourselves. Because we're, we're afraid of the unknown. But when you venture off to the unknown, it becomes known because now you have the lifestyle that everyone wants to have because now you know what you know. So therefore, since you know what you know, you can now teach people how to know what they know. Mm. <laughs> if you know what you know, now you can teach people about what you know. <laughs> and that's the thing. Now, how many of us... Eve, how many of us learn something new and we try to hold on to it and keep it as a secret and we try to keep that blessing, that thing that we've learned, They try, we try to keep it to ourselves and make all the money for ourselves? See, many people do that, but the key word in the statement that you said is you get this information and it's a blessing. 
Well, first of all, it cannot be a blessing because a blessing is a blessing when you give it away. So if you have the knowledge and the power, how many other people can you share that information to? See, people often talk about, you know, knowledge is power, and I correct people very often and say knowledge isn't power. Applied knowledge is power. Uh-huh. Many of us know stuff. I know how to work a TV, but that doesn't mean I'm a technician on the television. <laughs> Faith without works is dead. Absolutely. Faith without works is dead. So we're going to have to start stepping up to the plate and believing in ourselves, because if we don't believe in ourselves, how can we sell or this, this applied knowledge that we have, how can we get someone else to believe in that, that what we're doing is the right thing? And what do you, th- what do you say is the, the number one killer, dream killer, to our dreams? What's that number one killer that you, you think is out there that we need to be aware of and we need to be looking for this killer every single day? What is it? Our words and our thoughts. Mm. What you think, what you speak will be your existence. See, I don't watch the news. You know, because every time I watch the news, I I mean, it's not that great. It's negative. They're only going to highlight the negative things to make us feel as if we're living in a horrible world. So I know a lot of individuals, the last thing that they do in the evening is watch the news, and then they wonder why they can't get a good night's rest. And then they wake up angry the next morning. So what I tell individuals, put good information in. Have good thoughts. Put affirmations up. You know, put things around your home so that way you're reminding yourself continuously. If there's a car that you want, you know what you need to do? You need to take a picture of that car, post it around your home. But more importantly, let's say that you decide that you want to get a a, a Mercedes-Benz. Let's say you want to get an S-Class. Figure out the color, the options, everything that you want. Go to the Mercedes dealership. Test drive. Sit in the leather. Touch the steering wheel. Take a picture. Envision yourself in that vehicle, post it around, think about it. And as you continue to do the daily activities necessary for you to generate the funds to get that car, Lord and behold, you will have it. But if you keep thinking about how you can't get anywhere in the world and life is hard, guess what's going to happen tomorrow? Life is going to be hard tomorrow. What's going to happen the next day? Life is going to be hard again because that is what you're thinking about and you're speaking negativity over yourself. Why would you want to speak negativity over yourself when the whole world is doing it anyway? Mm. That's exactly what's happening. And we, for some reason, it is so easy for us to buy into a negative than it is for us to buy into a positive. People speak negative things all the time around us, and those are the things that we hold on to, and those are the things that become us. Because I've heard before, I've heard this saying before, you are what you allow to come in you. So I say the, the the number one thing, one of the things we need to start doing tomorrow is we need to uh, evaluate the people that are around us. We need to look at our environment. Would you say that that's, that's probably a, a good place to start tomorrow, Eve? Yes. And I'm not saying for individuals to go divorce your spouse because many of you probably saying, wow. I'm married to the enemy. (laughs) I'm not telling you to do that. (laughs) But what I am saying to you is surround yourself with people who are going to get you to where you need to go. You know, we all have different type of friends. I bet you have the friends that you grew up with, you know, in the neighborhood. Then you have your friends at work. Then you have your set of friends that, you know, you guys have a certain craft or a thing that you like to do. 
those select group of friends, it's the same thing. It's the same thing. You're not changing who you are. All you're simply doing is changing the amount and the type of people around you. You know, I'm, I think about that, and face value, that sounds like the right thing to do. But how do you just – tell me how it – because I, sometimes I struggle with this because I'm the type of person where I'm a people person, and I like being around people, and I like uplifting people. I like uh, to help people. You know, that's the type of person I am. So for me to just say I'm not going to fool with this person who may not be on my level of thinking seems to be kind of flawed. You know what I mean? And so how do I divorce myself from this person and at the same time help this person get to my level? See, you know how they always talk about relationships and people talk about, I tried to change this person. I thought maybe I can change them. You can't change a person. They have to want to grow. See, in life, every single day you're doing one of two things. You're either growing or you're dying. That's why some individuals, when they get to a point in a relationship they grow apart, is because one person was moving forward while the other person was stagnant. See, it's not about you walking out the door today saying, okay, I can no longer socialize with Eve because she's not on my level. No, what you must first understand is that Eve is not on your level. So you can't expect her to see your vision. She can't see that far. So all you can do is make sure that when you're talking about seeing far, you don't share it with her because she's not going to see it. But you need to find the individuals who have the vision just like you. And they're out there. First thing I tell people, start talking to folks. A lot of times we walk around here and we don't conversate with people. We talk about so much negative stuff or or complaining about stuff that we don't get to the surface of who people really are. And once you start having those conversations, I bet I challenge everyone this evening, tomorrow, throughout your day, spark a conversation with someone. Spark a conversation with someone, not about the weather, not about work, but ask them about their life. Ask them, do they have any hobbies? Ask them, what do they do in their spare time? And I guarantee you, you'll see a light that comes into that person's eye because that sparks an interest in them. And you'll start to realize, man, I've worked with this person all this time, and I didn't know they liked bowling. Oh, I worked with this person all the time. I didn't know they had a business. You'll start to see different sides of people. And you'll realize that everyone is out there. And everyone wants to talk to someone about what they have their hands on, but oftentimes we're too busy with our blinders on complaining about our situation and screaming, woe is me, that we don't realize that it's people out here that really want to communicate with us, but really we're not on their level, so that's why they're not talking to us. Mm. That's so true. Mm. That that just lets us know that we're really not paying attention to the environment that we that we're in. I think that's so important that that where we are, it's not, and and a lot of people don't agree with this, and they say, well, no, your environment can't make you. I think your environment can make you when you don't have the knowledge to come out of where you are, 
when you're afraid to come out of where you are, when you don't really know the, the environment that you're in, and that's what you're talking about. Eve, we're going to um, go to the phone lines. I see we have someone from the 281 area code. Caller, are you there? Hi, I'm here. I just wanted to say this is Astrid Harris. Hi, Eve. Hey! Uh, <laughs> I just wanted to make a comment on uh, what Eve was saying about people being on a level. I think what she was trying to say is when the, you divorce those people because you have those people that you share your vision to, and then they don't see the vision, what they do is try to take that vision away from you. So you have to slowly take yourself away from them so that you don't lose your vision. Awesome. Do you think, Carla, do you think a lot of times we get so just used and comfortable with the people that we're with that we accept whatever they say, whether it hurt us or help us? Yes, because that was me when Uh-oh. I first started. I had people telling me, you know, you know, this is not going to work, you're wasting your time, and I almost gave up. And thanks to me not giving up and Eve being on my side, my husband had people walking up to him, and we started a year ago asking him, are we still doing the business, and now they want to join the business. So I was like, I thank God I didn't listen to those people, and I kept doing doing the business. Yes. So you say these, you think these are like dream killers. These people are dream killers. They're afraid to do what you are not afraid to try to do. Exactly. This is exactly what they are. Mm. Um, and I just uh, tell myself, I was like, well, later on when they see what I'm doing, then they're going to come back and ask, well, hey, what are you doing? When in, when I first tried to, tried to show them the vision, instead of trying to kill the dream, all they had to do was sit down and listen. Mm. You know what, Eve and, and, and Caller, I think what happens a lot of times is we think the friends that come into our lives, we think that they're supposed to be there forever, and a lot of times they're not. True. The people that come, in, the people that come in our lives, I think they're there for a short period of time. We don't know how long they're going to be there. But for me, if that person that that I've come in contact with, if they're negative, I can learn not to be that way or to to uh, rebut their negativity. But some people will hold on to this person, and they'll spend a lot of time with this person. Let's say they'll spend so much time with the negative person when they won't spend it with someone like Eve that's trying to really help them. Exactly. They, they'll, they'll go to this negative person for, with all of their problems, and all that person is going to do is make it worse. But they can go to ease and she can say, well, this is what you need to do. This is what I did. I've been there. Now let me help you come up. And like Eve said, that person is either going to pull you down to their level or you're going to pull that person up. And I think we spend a lot of time trying to pull so many people up that we become stagnated. Do you think that's a correct statement, Eve? Yes, I truly agree. Now, you have individuals who their whole goal is to make you feel bad and will crush on any dream that you have. Mm-hmm. But I feel that the reason the majority of people may not support a person's vision or dream is not because they don't think it's going to work. It's because the fear that if you're successful, you've now proven to them that they're not living out to their full capacity. Yes. So it's easy for me to tell you to stay here, stay here, stay here, than to venture out because now then I will have to step up. So now, Carla, now that, you, now that you, you've been speaking with Eve and she's told you some positive things that you need to do and you've implemented those things into your life, what are the naysayers saying now? Well, you still have those naysayers. Even though since the first time I talked to them, my team is now building, 
you still have those naysayers. No matter, it's like no matter what you produce to them, mm-hmm. to them they still do not see that vision. And that's just one thing. I'm like, I don't understand. I'm like, I'm showing you what's going on. I'm showing you, you know, what I have, the products that work. But you still have those same people that just they don't see it. Wow. Brian, are you there? Yes, I'm here, and I'm yes. listening. Yeah, yes. You know, you know, we we run across that all the time, Brian. And can you give us an example of of some of a time that happened to you? Well, I could tell you that today. <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, I don't want to give a, a distinct example because then the person that you know that happened to that it happened to with me may be listening and they may be deterred to listen again. But I'll just say in general, you know, yeah, that's happened to me. I mean, I've had plenty of people that will come and you know, try to deter you from what you're doing. You can't do that. You can't say that. What do you mean you're going to be this? Nobody in your family's ever been this. You know, I can recall a time when uh, I was going off to college, and I think it was my senior, either my junior or senior year, and I kept saying, I'm going to get a full scholarship. I'm going to get a full scholarship. I'm going to go to the University of Miami. And so many people told me, boy, you crazy. They're not going to give you a scholarship. They're not going to do this. They're not going to do that. So I conceded, and I ended up applying to I applied to UM and I applied to a couple other places, and I ended up saying, well, I'll just go to FAMU. One of the best decisions I ever made <laughs> because all my friends that did end up trying to go to UM and trying to go to University of Florida, I would say about 90% of them either dropped out or flunked out. And they all had better grades than I did. You know, but it was just that one thing that people would say, you can't do this, you can't do this. And that and that sticks with you. And you have to make a decision that you're going to be able, that you're going to be able to, one, live with, and two, achieve. And so my thing was, wherever I went to school, I was going to graduate. You know, but, yeah, you do have those naysayers. There are some people who said uh, when I was in the music industry that I couldn't sing. You can't sing. And then they heard me sing. And they said, wow. And they said, but you'll never get a record deal. And then I got a record deal. And they said, well, you'll never uh, be able to do any shows. And then I did shows. And they said, you'll never make a million dollars. And I'm not there yet, but I will. <laughs> so it's, it's kind of like what Obama and Hillary Clinton, it's almost like what they're facing right now. The media is beating them down saying, you can't do this, you can't do this. And I'm sure Obama heard that he would never be given the opportunity to be where he is right now, but he's still going. And I'm oh, yeah. sure Hillary has heard the same thing. Yeah, and I mean the thing is, you have to all you have to really look at the people who are beating you down. Look at where they are. Look at where they are. And if they aren't anywhere near where you are, then the only reason they're beating you down is because they're trying to bring you to their level. Yes, Eve, I'm going to ask you to play. Uh, uh, the the psychic tonight. <laughs> what what do you think that's going on in the minds, or what do you think that Obama uh, and Hillary? What do you think that they're saying to themselves every time they turn that television on and they're seeing these things and saying that this country is not ready for a woman president, this country is not ready for African American president? What do you think that they're saying to themselves? What they're saying to themselves is sit back and watch my smoke. Because they understand that if they're in the news and as long as their name is being out there, they're putting it on the forefront of individuals' minds. 
Every single day they're getting up, putting on their armor, understanding that some people are going to be with them, but they're going to have more people against them. And it doesn't matter how many people are against them because each day they get one brand new individual. Each hour they get individuals drawn to who they are. It eventually changes the number and the amount of individuals who are against them. So I know they're loving it because, you know, is it going to be easy? No. I mean, just look at everything that's going on. You know, the paparazzi being written about, being in the news consistently, um, you know, your life being evaluated. You know, it's not easy. It's not something that you, you truly want to have out there, but at the same token, certain positions come with certain responsibility, and that's part of the game. So if I'm going to lay myself as an open book and I'm going to become the first um, African-American president or the first female president, take me for who I am so therefore I can lead you to where we need to go. Mm. And caller, you know, I want to say something to the caller that's here, that's on the, on the line right now. Caller, are you still there? Yes, I'm here. Yeah. Now that you've had a taste of success, is it addicting? Is it addicting? Yeah. It's not addictive because I'm not even done yet. <laughs> like, I mean, you, know, you 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 had you, you've had a taste of it. You've had a taste of not giving up, and you've had a taste of things happening in, in a positive way for you and your family. Mhm. With addicting, yeah, because like every day I got my husband telling me, "Be quiet, be quiet," because I'm talking so much. I'm so excited about people joining my team. I'm so excited about getting extra points, and I just want to go out there and still tell people about what I'm doing. And it's just—it's very exciting. And once you're excited, it is addictive because you can't stop. Hmm. You just can't stop. The excitement just has your adrenaline running. And it sounds—you know what—you probably wasn't on when I was talking about being in the mode of expectancy, and that's where you are right now. Mm-hmm. And it just sounds like you're exercising so much of your faith because if you didn't think you could do what you're doing, you wouldn't be doing it. Exactly. And I can tell you. Uh, the reason why I'm so excited is because I already see what's going to happen, and that's exciting. <laughs> I can already see the next step that I'm going to take, and that's just exciting. I mean, I gave it all to God, and I know he's going he's gonna to take me there. You know what, and it's so funny that you say that. I was listening to Oprah, and Oprah said, if you can't see your next step, you'll never take it. Exactly. Mm, wow. <laughs> if you can't see that next step, you're not going to make that move. You're not going to move that leg or whatever to make that step. And you said that you could see the next step. Now, that's faith. Mm-hmm. That's faith yeah. at its best. Oh, and Eve, yeah. I'm not even going to ask Eve what she sees in, in her future. I, I'm not even going to ask her that, but Eve, you can answer that. <laughs> <laughs> I see so much in my future. Um my husband and I uh, just went to service on Sunday and just listening to what the pastor um, was talking about in, in regards to, you know, living your life, saying that a lot of people aren't living their life. You know, you're 30, 40, 50 years old and you're already dead. You're just waiting to be buried. Mm. And I was like, that is so true. Because a lot of times when life gets hard, we, we stop dreaming and we stop thinking. And so I just sat there in the service in my little notebook, writing notes of new visions and new goals. Like right now I want to be able to travel and speak to individuals throughout the world about living life to the fullest and, you know, maximizing their potential and um, being able to 
change individuals' lives where I'm getting calls and emails from people who are saying, Eve, because of what you said or because of what you did, you know, and the time that you took out for me, I'm having success. Um, Being able to, um, you know, I want to get to the point that I I call it open status, (laughs) meaning to come into one industry, but more importantly, be able to come into the industry and revolutionize it that so many individuals, regardless of their background and where they come from, they too can start on a level playing field and have success. So, I mean, my, my, my dreams are so big, I can't even go to sleep. I mean, <laughs> it's just so much, and you just have to see it, and, and, and you always have to keep talking about it and, and putting things out there and, you know, just making things happen. And, and you're not going to be successful all the time, but that's okay. You know, I just tell people, you know, I'm five, two and a half, and if I fail, I'm five, two and a half feet closer to my next dream of success, and things happen. And, and, and you'll be all right with it because failure only prepares you for the success that you're deemed to have. Because how can you give a testimony and relate to people about what went wrong if you haven't had anything go wrong with you? Ah. You know, Greg always says, uh, oh, you know, that my thought just went away from me. I was going to ask you something else first. Um, what do you do when you, when you talk about the things that you want to do in your dreams and your goals, do you ever, like, visualize them? Do you ever, like, see yourself, you know, visually attaining that particular goal? Because that's something yeah. that I do. I, 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 like to, I like to just sit back and daydream about where I want to be and what I want to be doing. And I can literally see myself in those positions. Yes. <laughs> I've visualized it to the extent that I have picked out what I'm going to wear, what music is going to be played, <laughs> where it's going to take place at. I mean, I've literally went out and have purchased outfits and have not worn them because those are the outfits that I have to wear when this goal is accomplished. You know, just, just all of that. And, you know, I remember when someone first shared that with me, I'm like, you're crazy. That's not going to work. But I remember they said, you go out here. You know, buy that suit for when you want to get promoted with your company. What are you going to wear? What is it going to look like? And I went out and I found this suit and I wore it. And then I hung it up. And every time I had to go into the laundry room and iron my clothes, I would see that suit, and I'm like, this is a bad suit, but I can't wear it until I get this promotion. And Lord and behold, because I had my eye on the prize and I visualized everything that was taking place in less than 30 days, I had that suit on, walking the stage, standing in front of thousands, sharing my vision because I visualized it, but more importantly, I put action behind it. Yes. Brian and I speak at, we go every Tuesday, we go out to the detention center, we speak to the kids out there. And one thing I spoke to the kids about last night was that big dream. All of us have, we have this dream that's so big that we're afraid to share it with anybody because it's so big, we think that they'll think we're going crazy. Mm-hmm. It's so big that one dream that you had is so big that you will not share it with anybody. And this is the question. Why Eve, Why do we protect our dreams the way that we do if we're not going to try to live them? I think people do it just out of hope, just out of hope. Because if I have this dream and I share it with you and you step on it, what else do I have to look forward to, even if I'm not going after it? 
even if I really don't believe it's true, I don't want you to snatch the one thing that's keeping me happy or the possibility of me being able to have a better way. Hmm. And to me, that's bad. Because you shouldn't have this one dream. <laughs> you should have multiple dreams. Yes. And you should be able to share your dreams. But you just need to be careful with whom you share them with. Absolutely. And if you have dreams that you feel that the individuals that are around you, you can't share them with, then you need to find individuals for whom you can. Mm. I'll make this statement. And I want to know what you guys think, Brian, callers on the call, and, and Eve. When the student is ready, the teacher will appear. When the student is ready, the teacher will appear. Have you guys ever heard that saying before? Yes. I've heard you say it. <laughs> yes, I've heard it. Yes. So, Eve, do you think in, in that statement, what does that, say, that, that statement says to you? With me, it says that I'm ready. I, I think I'm ready to do this. Now, God, I need you to show me how to make this thing happen. What, what, what do you think when you hear that, Eve? Um, when I hear the statement, you know, um, when the student is ready, the teacher will appear, it's just saying you keep talking about what you want, but you're not ready. But when you're ready and you're truly ready for what you say, see, like right now, people may be listening to this conversation, and what I'm sharing, you probably hear it every single day. But because now today you finally have the correct mindset, to receive the information that's being shared, the teacher has appeared, so therefore now you can learn. There you go. I like that. I like that. Caller, are you still there? Yes, I'm here. When, when you heard that statement, what was the first thing that came into your mind? First thing that came into my mind was when I first started this business, I thought I was ready. I wasn't ready. When I got ready, God showed me, hey, it's time to go. <laughs> and when you said that, it just hit point. Mm. When I said to myself, I'm ready, Lord, I'm ready, he showed me, hey, let's go, I'm going to go with you. Yeah, that's just letting you know that he's always been there. He's always been there. He's waiting on you. That's it. Brian, when you heard it, what did you think the first time that you heard that? You know, I always, I always thought about the fact that you always in, have to be in preparation mode. Yes. You know, and a lot of times we aren't prepared for what, you know, when when the teachers, I mean, because I, I always believe the teacher's always there because you can learn from anybody. I mean, you can learn from a wino. Don't do what he does, you know. And so when I heard that statement, I always thought that, well, the teacher's always there. So that's right. Him, him. It's not the fact that he's appeared. It's more so the fact that, you're ready to be taught, and so he's ready to, you know, so what, whatever he's been teaching is is finally sunk in, and you're starting to listen. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, because, like, I, I, and I'll give an example. With children, you know, because I have a heart for children. I have children of my own. I've had foster kids and other kids and neighborhood kids and football kids and everybody else's kids. <laughs> you know, they all gravitate towards me. And... You know, every week I teach uh, Bible study at my – I teach a Sunday school at my church, and I also teach the children's church. And I'm always teaching the kids about doing better. And lo and behold, there's always a couple of them that you could be saying 
son is not polite to talk while it, while someone's trying to teach you something. And they'll say, okay, but blah, 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 and they're talking to their friends again, and no sooner have you said stop talking, please, that they're talking again, you know. And so eventually those kids are going to wake up and say, hey, I, I finally figured it out. I shouldn't be talking because now I'm missing out. But, for you know, for some of them, they won't find that out until they miss out on something because immediately they'll say, hey, what happened? Oh, you missed out. You were talking. So now they'll listen. So sometimes it takes for us to miss out on something, you know, like out on an opportunity to start a great business at a great company with room to elevate, you know, or to start your own business. You know, sometimes we miss out on that because we're just not ready or we're just not paying attention enough. So I think that the teacher is always there. It's just that sometimes you want to learn, you get an easy lesson, and sometimes you get a hard lesson. And eventually you'll start listening to the easy lessons when those hard lessons start weighing down on you. Yes, and Eve, you said something that's so important, the right mindset. We have to have that right mindset. And when you said that, it was a scripture that came back to me that and I know you guys have heard it, 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 it's it's speaking about the renewing of the mind daily. Eve, do you think we need to do that on a daily basis, on every so many hours during the day? A lot of people call it reprogramming, but our favorite book says the renewing of the mind. Yes, I think you need to do it on a daily basis. Um, reason being is because, just like we said, you control what's coming in and what's going out. Um, negativity and positivity is happening throughout the day but you need to process what you want to keep and what you want to remember and what's going to help you grow as a person. Mm. You know, I'm, I'm one of those individuals who as long as I can remember, before I go to sleep and fall asleep, I will lay in bed and remember every single conversation that I had that day with individuals. And I will process and keep the things that I want to keep and completely forget about everything else. And then the next day I can have a conversation with someone and I'm like, do you have photographic memory in regards to what we <laughs> talked about? No, it was because out of our conversation I wanted to keep the positive things that were going to help me move forward to where I needed to go and not the negative things because information comes in all forms, fashion, and all types of directions. Yes. You have to stay renewed, continuously control what's going in and out, keep your mindset and your mind focused, on things that you want to be focused on. Yes, and that's and it's so it's so important that we do that. And caller, the caller that's on here, I want to know how do you motivate yourself? You motivate yourself on a daily basis. I don't think you're having any problems because I think your husband is telling you, "Baby, calm down. You, we're gonna get that. We're gonna get that. Just calm down." And you're so excited. How how do you control that motivation uh, burst that you have right now? Well. <laughs> I haven't learned how to control it yet. <laughs> okay. But what I do uh, every day, uh, I talk to Eve, because if I don't talk to Eve, oh, my goodness. Uh, I write down a lot of things. I write down what I want to say when I'm going to call my partners, and I look at my piece of paper, and I'm like, hey, you, you didn't do that, and I go over it, and then I call my people, and I just keep everything mostly on paper. I have like ten tablets. And that keeps me going. Mm. I like ten different tablets to keep me motivated. Mm. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. Then that's that's all good. I mean, 
I'm listening because I do the same thing, and I'm like, hey, somebody else does that. I might be on something here. <laughs> you know, we have about a minute left. He's, we would like for you to take us on out. Give us uh, some encouraging words. Give us your last, you know, your your something that you would want people to remember you by for this show. What I would want to share with everyone is just like the theme, you know, opportunity is knocking, you need to open a door. Remember that in America, basically anywhere, anyone can be anything that they want. The problem is, is that most people don't know what they want. So what you have to do is you have to figure out. You can continuously ask, you can continuously pray, you can continuously think about everything that you want in life, but what's really going to make it happen is that you need to sit down, write it out, and focus on those goals and align yourself with opportunities that are going to yield that for you. Once again, control the individuals from whom you're getting information from. If a person is making $50,000 a year and you want to make 51000 they cannot teach you how to do so. So, therefore, you need to stretch your social circle, stretch your mindset, and surround yourself with individuals who are making that amount of money so by default you, too, can have that amount of money. If you want to be in a position that you want to have a different type of lifestyle for you and your family, find a vehicle. Find a vehicle that's going to allow you to get to point A to Z faster. See, understand this. Whatever you're doing now, you're in that vehicle and it's taking you somewhere. You just need to ask yourself, is it taking you at the pace and to the place where you want to be? See, I don't know how your 2007 ended out, and I hope it ended out extremely well. But if it hasn't, Right now, I'm preparing and I'm putting my first quarter and second quarter 2008 mentorship team together. If you're open and willing and want to get the mentorship and guidance from me in regards to helping you build a business or have success in your life for what you want, feel free to reach me. You can contact me at 866-618-6256. Once again, 866-618-6256. Or you can email me at yrstewart, S-T-E-W-A-R-T, at yahoo.com. Once again, yrstewart, S-T-E-W-A-R-T, at yahoo.com. Remember, it's better to be prepared for an opportunity than to have an opportunity and not be prepared. Awesome, awesome. Eve, thank you so much. And I can answer the question you said that you don't know how these people's 2007 went, or that I can tell you the 2008 is going to be the best. It's going to be the best, and the best is yet to come. Thank you so much, Ease, and Carlos. Thank, thank you so much for coming on and calling in and sharing what you have with us. Thank you. Come on, let's rock. Ah, everybody, come on, put your hands out there. Make some noise. Hype it up.